Praise God. Let me remind you that we do um, stream our things live on Facebook. We also uh, are putting together a, um, a podcast. So every sermon is podcast. And we actually have the notes uh, for, the, for those podcasts also out there. So if, if you can do that, if you want to listen to it, just check out your pa- favorite podcast uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. Today we're actually starting a brand new series. Oh, by the way, we are on YouTube also. So if you're on YouTube, you can just uh, search for Middle River Assembly of God and we upload those things um, each week. But we're starting a new series this morning and it's called Unstoppable. Unstoppable. And, And what we're looking at is what would happen if we, all of us, just did what God wanted us to do. What God has called us to do as a church, as, as, as an ecclesia, as a gathering of, of people. Okay? What has God called us to do and what would happen if, he just, if we just did what he called us to do? And uh, next weekend, I just want to encourage you to be here. Because uh, we're going to be talking about the future, what God has for us in the future. And, and I think it's exciting to see what, um, what I believe that God is having us to move forward to. Amen? Amen. God has been doing some, some fantastic stuff around here, some blessing us. And, and uh, he's just going to continue to do that. And so we want, to, we want to take what he's given us and move forward with that. Amen? The thing is, time is short. You know, if you look around, I believe that we are living in the last days. And time is short, and God has given us as a church a mission to do. And and, and that's what really matters. You see, our, our, our mission here is to love, connect, and grow through knowing God and serving our community. Now, it sounds like a long sentence. You know, love, connect, grow through knowing God and serving our community. But here's the thing. We've boiled it down to four words. Love, connect, grow, serve. Four words. Love, connect, grow, serve. That's what we have to do. In, in Mark chapter 12, verses 30 and 31, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then Jesus also said, love your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. We just need to make sure that we're loving our neighbors, amen? But here's my question for you. Will you follow us? Will you give your life for this mission? All of you, everything... For the mission of God. Jesus did. Amen. Jesus did it. And he's asked us to also. And before we go any prayer. Before we go any further. Let's pray. Heavenly Father we praise you. We thank you Lord God. For the grace and your mercy. That you have given us today. And the presence that we have felt. And Holy Spirit. We thank you for just helping us worship. The Lord God Almighty. And so we just pray that you would just teach us, guide our thoughts as we open up the Word and have what you have for us today. Let us be just mindful of it and absorb it into us, Lord God. 
consume it so that it would be just part of our DNA, Lord, here at this church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If you look at your notes there, um, we're going to look at uh, Mark chapter 8, verses 34 through 35 in, in just a second. And this is, this is kind of a, a disturbing verse when you think about it, because Jesus is hanging out with, with his people, his group of people. And some of, the, some of his disciples, disciples were there. And he says, then he, which meaning Jesus, he says, then Jesus called the crowd to him along with his disciples. And he said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross. And what's he say? Follow me. Take up his cross and follow me. Now, you know, if, if, if you study the scripture, you're going to find, some, find out that, you know, hanging people on the cross is like the, the most favorite form of punishment uh, in, in, in execution that the Romans did. You know, we think of you know, the, the crucifixion of Jesus hanging on the cross of just being like a one-day event type thing, and there was three people there. Historians tell us that there, 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 there could actually be multiple hundreds of people on crosses all at the same time, lining the roads. It was the Romans' favorite way to execute somebody. And it was extreme. It was painful. It was awful. And so what they would do is they would, they would when, they, when somebody was convicted and they were sentenced to, to be on the cross, they would actually have this person take that cross and, and carry it with them through the town, through the community, so that everyone would see them and people would laugh at them and, and people would spit on them and they would make... They would make fun of them. And, and, and the Romans would make these people just take their cross through the community. And, and when you really cut through this verse that I just read, you're going to see that Jesus is asking us to do the same thing. He's asking us to deny ourselves and take his cross into the community. To take Christ into the community, into where we work, into where we, we shop, into our homes into the boardrooms and the offices and into the living rooms and, and on our dates and into the music that we listen to while we're watching TV, that we would not just be partially devoted followers of Jesus, but that we would be wholeheartedly following Jesus wherever he led us. Every single place that we go. He's really, uh, he's really asking us to step up, isn't he? He's asking us to step up, step out, sacrifice. I want to show you something, though, and this is really mind-blowing. There, there's a church in the book of Acts, right? It's very first church. It was every, it, and, and, and these guys, talking about raising the bar, I mean, setting the bar high, that first church really set the bar high. And they were saying that, you know, we're going to follow Jesus. We're going to do whatever he asks us to do. We're going to be obedient, even when it's uncomfortable. And we're going to follow Jesus wherever he asks us to go. And so I want to show you that, that how God came alive in this church and in these people's lives. And, and I, want, I, want to, I want you to picture us 
in, in, in this room right now, God moving in our midst. Just, just think how God would move. If, if we were like this first church, what God couldn't do through us. And it's in Acts chapter 2. Should have it there in your notes, starting at verse 42. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and everyone was filled with awe. I mean, think about that. Think about, as you walked in this, this, this weekend, if you had a sense of awe and, and expectation, God's going to move. God's going to change lives. He's going to change my life. He's going to change this person's life. And, and, and there was an expectation when they walked through the room to be the church. That God was going to move. There was a sense of awe. Something miraculous was going to happen. And because of that, the Bible says many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers together, they had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods, and they gave to anyone who had need. Now think about this. They, if they had property or something that, that, and somebody else needed money, they were having a financial problem, they would, they would like go to eBay or Craigslist or whatever, and they would sell it, and they would give the money to these people that were in need. Why? Because they loved them, because they cared about them. They were taking care of each other. The Bible says, and this, this is incredible, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They met in the temple courts. When you realize that they were meeting in the Jewish temple and they were preaching Jesus crucified, dead, buried, and resurrection, resurrected. That's amazing. And if you keep reading Acts, you'll see what's going to happen there is, is that they're going to start getting persecuted by the Jews. But here's the thing. Notice that it was every day that they were meeting. One time every three weeks wasn't enough. They were meeting every day. It says that they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad, sincere hearts. In other words, not only were they a community that met together in the temple courts, but they were, they were breaking apart and meeting together in each other's homes. They were eating together. They were doing life together. And listen to the power of this verse. It says, And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. Those who were being saved. This church was a church that didn't sleep. People, people were coming to Christ every day. It's, it's this movement it, 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 the Spirit of God went through this church and, and they, were, they weren't partially committed. They were fully committed to what God had for them. They went beyond their own comfortable lifestyle and the way they did life. And they said, God, use us. We'll do whatever you ask us to do. 
Just use us. And here's what you see in Acts chapter 2. God used this church to absolutely change and transform their community. As a matter of fact, in Acts it says that they turned the world upside down. Now, depending upon your perspective there, could have been right side up. So how do we participate in this, ver- this, this vision excuse me, that God has for us to reach people? What's this vision? Now we know our mission is to love, connect, grow through knowing God and serving our community. Love, connect, grow, serve. But what is our vision for this church? Number one, you'll see it there in your notes. We have to be a church where everyone's welcome. And I want to commend you. But let's stay on point with that. Everyone is welcome. Amen? Everyone is welcome. Revelation chapter 22 says, The Spirit and the Bride, they say, Come. Let him who hears say, Come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him come and and take the free gift of the water of life. Here's what I want you to know. Is that Jesus stands before you today and he says, you are welcome. It doesn't matter the hurt. It doesn't matter the pain. It doesn't matter what you're going through in life. This is a place where you are welcome. Amen. You are welcome with your doubts. You're welcome with your questions, your fears, your poor decisions, your pain, your hurt, your addictions. You are welcome here. You are welcome with your clothes. Somebody once asked me, what what do I wear to church? And I just simply said, clothes. Right? Doesn't matter what you wear. I'm not looking at, you know, what kind of clothes you wear. I'm just glad you're here. You're welcome here. Amen? Amen. So you're welcome with with all the pain and the angst and and even the undecision and and, and the the questions and your your hurt, your agnosticism. You're welcome even if you sport a mullet. I'll even go a step further. Even if you're a Steelers fan, you're welcome here. (laughs) Or patriots, okay. I mean, we're, we're, we include everyone. You're welcome here. Doesn't matter where you came from. Right? Amen. And here's a role that you play. I need you to welcome people. I need you to welcome people in the community. I need you to welcome your friends and your family. People, people that don't know Christ. People that don't have a church home. People who are hurting. I need you to welcome them. And I need you to bring them next weekend. You have your notes, right? I have some three fill in the, the blanks there. I want you to write down. I want you to write down three people who you can invite to church next weekend. Why do I... 
Why do I ask you to do that? I'm not asking you to do that so we can say, hey, cool, look at us, man. We just tripled in size if everybody comes, you know. We just tripled in size. No. Because people are hurting. And people's lives need to be changed. And we know those people who are hurting. We need to bring them in. When we bring them in, we're going to see God move in their lives. Amen? We'll see Him work. And and we're going to see God absolutely change and transform this community. And He's going to use Middle River Assembly of God to do it. Praise God. Because it's an unstoppable vision that only God can give us. So say it with me. We have a vision for a church where everyone is welcome. Amen. We also have a vision for a church where everyone is needed. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. See, God has given us all gifts and talents that we are to use for him to see life changed. For you who are sitting here right now, I want you to know that God has given you a gift. I just preached about this not too long ago, amen? God's given you a talent. God's given you something. And if you're not using it, there are things in this church that are not getting done because you're not stepping up to the plate and using that talent, that gift that God has given to you. uh, He's given it to you to use in the context of the local church. Because the local church, God has given it to us to, to redeem and save the world. That's God's plan. The local church, that's, God's going to use the local church, and that's what he's been using. The local church to, to evangelize the world, the community. Every single act of kindness, it makes a difference. Every handshake makes a difference. If you give somebody a ride to church, that makes a difference. If you change diapers, that makes a difference. Use your gift. First Corinthians says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. So when God looks at Middle River Assembly of God, he sees like a body. He sees a family and some of you, some of you are heads and some of you are hands and, and, and some of you are feet and some of you are knees and some of you are butts. Oh, can I say that? Come on, we're, we're all butts sometimes, right? Okay. He sees a body. And here's the thing. And I don't know if I say this enough, but we need you. We need you. This is too big. It's unreal what God is going to do. And God has given each and every one of you gifts. And I want to ask that before you leave this this room. Would you make a commitment to God and say, God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to use the gifts that you've given to me and I'm going to make a difference for the kingdom. Why? Because We'll be a church 
We, if we're going to be the church that God wants us to be, and we have a vision for the church where everyone is what? Needed. So everyone's welcomed and everyone is needed. Number three. See it in your notes there. We have a vision for a church where everyone's changed. Say it with me. Everyone is Changed. Very good. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now when we come in here, we all come with baggage. I just preached about that not too long ago too, right? Last week. We come in here with baggage. We all enter with pain. We have our own little story. We have our hurts. We have our addictions. We have our secrets. And what this verse is saying is that when you come in here, you can come as you are. But when you truly call on the name of the Lord, you're going to leave this place changed, different, new. You'll have a, a fresh start. And here's the great thing. Man, you can, it can happen for you this weekend. Today. Amen. When you come into the presence of God, truly, when you truly come into the presence of God, you can't help but be changed. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. I want you to feel the power of this, this, these words. It says, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power and you will be changed into a different person. Changed into a different person. The vision is that everyone that enters this room would be changed. And you say, Pastor, I'm saved. Praise God. But let me tell you what. Every time we meet with God, we should leave changed. Doesn't matter how long we've had a relationship with God. Every time we meet with Him, we should be changed. Every single one of us, when we connect with God, when we pray, when we meet on Wednesday nights, when we make a commitment that God, I will love, connect, and grow through knowing you and serving our community, I'll do whatever it takes, Lord God. I'll do whatever you say. And when we do that as a church, the Spirit of God is going to, to come upon us. And I'm telling you right now, lives are going to be changed. Lives in this community will be turned around. Transformed. And I believe that God wants to use us to do it. And he's entrusted us with the, this mission and this vision. To see Middle River, to see our communities changed. And I'm telling you right now. That we will be a church that welcomes people. Everyone. No matter who they are. No matter what they've done. We will be a place where everyone is needed. Every single one of you. And if you say, man, I'm busy and I can't, you know, my weekends are just all 
I, I, you know, I got this and I got that. Well, that's who we are. You're needed. Every single one of you. Everyone will serve. Everyone will be a, this will be a place where everyone is changed. Because when the power of God falls, you can't help but be transformed and changed. But here's my question for you. I'm going to end with this. Will you give your life to the mission? Will you give your life to what God has us doing? Are you willing to say, God, take everything, who I am, everything I have, and use it for your glory. All my hurt, all my pain, all my anxiety, all, the, all my past, all my mistakes. Because let's face it, that's what we have to give to God. Are you willing to say, God, take it all and use it for your glory? I pray that you are. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we just stop right here, Lord God. And we acknowledge, Lord, our need of you. We are in no way, shape, or form a perfect people. But Lord, you can change us. And you have changed us. And you continue to change us. So, Father, as we yield to you, I ask, Lord God, that this vision, this mission that we have, Lord God, would come clear to us. That we would be a church that is welcoming. That everyone is welcome here. Just, just like you, Lord God, when you say that everyone is welcome to come to you. Because you died for everyone on earth. Lord, we pray that not only would we be a, a, a church where everyone's welcome, but Lord, a church where everyone is needed. You've gifted us all, Lord God. You've given us so much diversity in this church, and I thank you for that. I pray, Lord God, that we would just be used for your glory in all aspects of our lives, Lord God, in all the, the talents that you have given to us. Use us, Lord. And Lord, that this would be a church where people are changed, where everyone is changed. I pray, Lord, that as people walk through these doors, they could feel your presence, that you have drawn them, Lord God. And Lord, let them feel your your conviction and your love and your grace and your mercy. Lord, even those that know you, Lord God, that every time we come together, that we would be changed because, Holy Spirit, you spoke to us through your word. And you've been the teacher. And Lord, I pray for those right now who don't know you, I pray, Lord God, that they would hear 
and feel your spirit drawing them to you, Lord God. And Father, we thank you for that. And as we continue to pray here, whether you're here or you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube or however you found us, God has brought you to this place right here, this time, right now, for a reason. And if you don't know Him, that reason is so that you could know Him. You see, we're separated because of our sin. But we can know God because He knows us. And He's paid the price the penalty of our sin in His Son, Jesus. Jesus died on the cross, was dead and buried. And three days later, He rose again. And He did that so that you could have a relationship with God the Father. And if you feel in your heart that God is pulling you, something drawing you to God, you say, I want that forgiveness for my sin. All you have to do is cry out to Him this morning. And if you want to do that, just pray with us this morning. Everyone, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank You for Your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. I'm a sinner and I need to change. Forgive me of my sins as I trust in what Jesus did on the cross. As I believe in his death, in his burial, and in his resurrection. I believe He paid my price. Take my life now, Lord God, and use it for You. I give it for Your glory. Help me to live my life according to Your grace and mercy so that others may know You. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Let's be the church that God has called us to be. Amen. If you need prayer this morning, we can gather around the altars and we'll pray for you. And we believe God's going to minister to people. Amen. Praise God.